Hey everyone, you're listening to Ankur Variku on Voice with Variku. On this podcast, I talk to you about entrepreneurship, how to grow in life, manage personal finances, handle failures, and a lot more things that just come to my mind. The episode begins. In this podcast episode, I wanted to share with you a very powerful technique that I have actively used in my life without even realizing that this is a very well documented and proven technique to work for particularly two reasons. Number one is dealing with difficult times whenever you are struck with a decision to be made and you're confused about what the decision should be or you are not so sure of what you should do next, so on and so forth. This is an immensely helpful technique that I have personally deployed a lot of times and I'll give you an example of that as well. And number two is for the thing that is perhaps most important for us in our life and that is to be grateful for whatever we have. Just just be grateful for what we have. And a lot of people struggle to be grateful for what they have and, and this is a great technique to build that habit. The technique's name is Worst Case Visualization. Worst Case Visualization. And the technique should be obvious from the name of the technique itself. Basically, what it says is, whenever you are faced with a tough decision to make in life or whenever you are going about life, even on a normal daily basis, constantly be reminding yourself of the worst case that can happen. And it seems like a very defeatist approach because it almost is asking you to become a pessimist or asking you to become a cynic or asking you to become a a negative thinker. But I'll tell you why this really works. And let me start that with an example. So when I got through the Indian School of Business for its MBA program in 2005, it was a really tough decision for me to make whether I should join it or not. And here's the reason why. It's an insanely expensive program. Back then, it used to cost 15 lakh rupees, which seems very low from what it is right now. I think it's about 35, 40 now. But for us, as a family, to be able to afford a 15 lakh rupee education back then was like crazy. And we had never enough money. This would be something that we'll have to take a loan for. And, and the only saving grace was that if you do get an admission in ISB, then there are some national banks that are allowing to give you a loan without any collateral. And that was the only way that we could have done it. But still, it meant like a really big risk, right? Because we'd never, ever taken a loan this big in our life. We did not have any assets to speak of. There was zero money in the bank. If anything, we were in debt. And at that point of time, to go for such an expensive education was a huge, huge risk. To add to that was the fact that this was a one-year program, which was a very new concept in India. The school itself was only five years old, so I didn't know whether this would work out or not. Almost every other perfect or awesome school in India giving an MBA was a two-year program. It usually used to have freshers or very young people going for that MBA, but now this was a one-year program with a bunch of work experience people. How would that pan out? So there were a bunch of questions. Before ISB, I just had one job in my life, and that job was that of a content training expert. I used to work for a company called NIS Sparta and design content training programs for their clients. And that job used to pay me 15,000 rupees in hand. 15,000 rupees in hand. That was my first job. 14 or 15,000 rupees, but I think it was was 14,600 something, so 15,000 rupees in hand. And if I were to take the loan to join ISP of 15 lakhs, I could only, well, 
not not could only, but the the EMI of that loan would be twenty thousand rupees. So when I sat down to ask myself this question, should I consider ISB or not? I really wanted to do it. It sounded like a terrific program, like a one year program. You experience from people, you you learn from the experience of so many people who have already worked in their life, have done really well, so on and so forth. So it was it was genuinely the best thing that I could ask for myself. But the financial decision was too much to take. I asked myself this question. What's the worst thing that will happen if I go to ISP? What's the worst thing that will happen if I go to ISP? And I could only think of one thing, which was there, was there was no doubt in my mind that I would do decently well at ISP. So that wasn't the worst case. The worst case was that I would not get a job or the worst case was I would not get a job good enough. So I then turned it into a pure money question, which was, what's the worst job that I can get out of ISB? And when I looked around the data, I saw that most jobs in ISB, even the lowest ones, were like six to eight lakhs per annum at that point of time, which sounds like a terrible deal, right? Because you're paying 15 to get yourself educated and then you come out of that school and get only six to eight. But that wasn't the point. The point was to really imagine the worst case scenario. So I asked myself the worst case scenario and I realized that the worst case scenario for me was getting a job that paid me 35,000 rupees in hand, which was the 15 that I was already earning and the 20 EMI that I had to pay for. And if I got a 35,000 rupee per month job, which was round about 6 lakh rupees per annum, that was the worst case scenario. And that was a very likely scenario. It was almost 100% guaranteed. Like I would really have to screw up and do something illegal or get rusticated from school to not get this worst case scenario happen to me. But because I went through this, it instantly cleared everything. It instantly cleared everything because now I knew that ISP is going to work out for me. Now I knew that every single scenario that will unfold in front of me that I'm not aware of is only going to be better than even the worst case that I am totally okay with. And that was such a game changer. So when I went to ISB, I was one of those few people with a very different mindset. When people were like, oh, I have come with 10 lakhs and I have to leave with at least 20, 25, or I have come with 15 lakhs, I have to leave with at least 30. I was the only dude who was like, hey, I'm happy with six. And people were like, what the hell is wrong with you? You didn't have to come to ISB to get a six lakh rupee job. In fact, you're wasting a seat, which could have gone for someone else more deserving. But it just changed the equation for me because I was so much in control and just so much at peace with where I was. And that is the power of the worst case visualization. When you visualize your worst case, you're training your mind to be okay with when it happens, if it happens. But the truth is that the worst case scenario is only one of the millions of possibilities and everything else is only going to be better than that. But because you've trained your mind, because you have sensitized yourself towards understanding what is the worst thing that can happen to you, your mind is almost always at peace because everything else that is actually happening to you is better than what you had imagined or told it would happen. And on the other hand, it's a great way for us to be grateful. How many of us How many of us are living lives with zero appreciation for what we go through, 
for zero appreciation for what we have, for zero appreciation for the privilege that we sit on on a daily basis. The fact that in winters you have clothes to wear and you have a house that you can stay in, that you have food to eat, that during the last two years when the world went through so much of chaos, you didn't have to leave and walk on the roads to get to your hometown. The fact that you have a job, the fact that you can speak and read in English, the the fact that you have the internet, the fact that you have the ability to communicate, the fact that you even went to school, the fact that you have a family or friends or maybe partners that love you, the fact that you are so, so, so much better than everyone else only gets stuck when you imagine the worst case scenario. When you imagine, and God forbid, but when you imagine losing your loved ones and you vividly imagine that happening, you begin to appreciate what you have. When you imagine losing your job, you begin to appreciate what you have. When you imagine not having enough money, you begin to appreciate what you have. When you imagine not even having the internet, you appreciate even the lousy smartphone that you may have. When we imagine the worst thing, we have an appreciation for what we already have. And that is powerful. It is something that no money can buy. And this is a technique that is established and proven to work in something called Stoicism. Stoicism is an ancient Rome, ancient Greek philosophy, which philosophy, not philosophy, philosophy, which has multiple tenets to it. But the strongest point around Stoicism is the worst case visualization. To the extent that it goes and says, you know what, every single day, remind yourself of the inevitable death. Every single day, remind yourself that you're going to die because that will make you so much more alive than anything else will. And I hope that 2022 becomes that year for you. When you are aware and conscious and thankful and grateful for what you have. When you take decisions with the audacity that you have trained your mind to and you have a mechanism for you to appreciate everything that has happened to you in your life and everything that is going to all the best. Thank you for listening to this episode of Voice with Variku. To be notified of upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe and follow the show on this app right now. Also, don't forget to rate and review the show because that just feels nice. Thank you. <laughs>